forecast. On your way to work or on your way home, next news comes your way. At 7.30, breaking news and weather bulletins at once. I'm Greg Bishop. News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Depend on us. Depend on News Beautiful. Talk 94.7 970 970 WMAY. Live from the WMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lido. <laughs> Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. This is Ottoman Doris Turner, Ward 3, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. This is City Budget Director Bill McCarty, and you're listening to Ray Lytle's Council Roundup. Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Short meeting. Oh, we like that. 37 minutes. Wow, they got through it. They got through it. Was this committee of the whole? Committee of the whole okay. started off with the gavel. I'd like to call the Tuesday, April, 20, August 27th, 2019 committee of the whole meeting to order. Mm-hmm. Alderman Redpath starting it off. All right. And uh, right up front, they show how... how eager they are to, to get done with business. Uh, I will accept a motion for the approval of the August 13th, 2019 so committee. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 They even, even get through the uh, the item there before uh, Alderwoman DeSense is like, uh, move to consent, second. Wow. <laughs> move to approve, second. Alright. Um, let's just go through a bunch of different ordinances that are costing big money here, alright? So, uh, you know, the way these work is the uh, committee of the whole. They have all these ordinances for council consideration. Right. The clerk reads them, and then they move to either put it on debate or consent. All of these went on consent. Here's the first. Separate proposals totaling $105,700 with Stress Engineering Services Incorporated to perform inspections on piping systems at Dalman Power Plant Station Unit 4. All right. Mm. So that's uh, hundred grand right there. That's, all right. Uh, that's not chump change for sure. We've got uh, a bunch of other ordinances as well. Hundred grand. Uh, what, what, getting what? Something that did something. Like, in, at a pump like inspections. You know, it's uh, for the for the uh, utility. You pay for inspections? Of course you do. Oh my god. Uh, how about some more tax dollars? For street and alley repairs, and authorizing an additional six hundred thousand dollars for an amount not to exceed one million one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the Office of Public Works. Into motion. And that's on consent. A million dollars for alley repairs? How about some more tax dollars? Form construction engineering for the Cook Street Sewer District Rehabilitation and Replacement, Phase 2, for an amount not to exceed $349,000 for the Office of Public Works. Mm. All right. How about some more tax dollars? All right. Provide demolition services to unsafe and dangerous structures for an amount not to exceed $59,655 for the Office of Public Works. All right. And another one on consent. For construction of the Cook Street Sewer District Sewer Rehabilitation Replacement Phase 2 project for an amount not to exceed $2,681,603.40 for the Office Ooh. of Public Works. I got a lot, a lot of problems with that Cook Street sewer. <sighs> That's a lot of money, well, man. Wait, what are people flushing on Cook Street? Stop it. I don't know, but... Uh, don't you know you're not supposed to flush those things? You, have, you put them in the waste paper basket. Whatever six, is you're flushing. 600000 here, 350000 there, 60000 here, a million there. What's, you know... Are the rats so big they're getting caught in the drains? What's going on in that sewer? <laughs> right. Uh, it's a lot Lord. of money. All right. Next, 
This one didn't deal with um, any uh, large amount of money, but it dealt with something at Oak Ridge Cemetery. For construction of the Cook Street sewer. That's not it. Here's uh, here, here's the next one. City Business, 2019, 388, a resolution supporting the relocation of the World War One Memorial at Oak Ridge Cemetery. Motion for consent. Second. So they're going to relocate the World War One Memorial at Oak Ridge. What's wrong with where it is now? Well, here's the mayor kind of laying out how much it's going to cost. Expand upon this, but uh, <coughs> I did approve that we pay for the relocation as well. I think it's about $6,000. And they were talking about raising I'm, funds. I'm surprised you, Mayor, much okay. less than that. Good. We're looking at about $1,200. Well, uh, Director McCarty will love, love that. <laughs> so only $1,200, not $6,000. Well, then that, hire uh, me to do something. Hire me to sing a song when you move it. Yeah, uh, here's um, the approved up to six grand. Come on. Here's the cemetery director, Michael Ellis, kind of talking about uh, right. how this this memorial for World War One was just focused on Sangamon County residents, uh, uh, but they want to include uh, more people. Honoring all who um, who served and died in World War One. We're going to add an inscription to it that honors all Illinois World War One veterans that, that served in that war, uh, and there should be a dedication. I think it's being a rededication being planned for uh, September 25th. So get it on your calendar. And that costs twelve hundred dollars. And he uh, talks about uh, the problem with the current location. There's no parking. If, if people want to see that particular memorial, they have to either drive across the street to Dollar General or, or find a vacant lot someplace. So it's more appropriately located at Oak Ridge Cemetery. And um, that's, that's what we're planning to do here within the next couple of weeks. So where, where is it located now? It's, it's not in the cemetery. That's it's, what I mean. It's like, where is it located? So I want to say it's like on North Grand somewhere. Oh. Um, oh, get it and there. if you drive by it, you'll recognize You'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Oh. It's been vandalized before in the past. It's got like a globe on it uh, on top of like a um, an obelisk kind of structure. If you drive by it, you'll, you'll recognize it. But they're going to move that. Um, moving on to other issues, there's going to be a new name for uh, one of the city's commissions. Here's Val Yazel. Basically, we are changing the name from the Economic Development Commission to the Economic and Community Development Commission. And basically, we're adding two new members. Two of the, the two additional members will represent um, areas that are affected with the community development block grants. All right. Uh, Alderwoman Turner wanted to make sure, you know, everybody understood exactly how those two new members were going to be chosen. How are we going to look to fill the requirement of a person who lives within the, a t the TIF? Is it any TIF or? It can be any TIF. Any yes. TIF, okay. Yes. I mean, well, I think we'll probably focus on the ones that are most active. We'll fill it the way we do everything. It'll be someone married to somebody of significance <laughs> or... Right. So the child of someone who's connected. Or a, or a donor for a big donor mayor or wife. We'll fill it like that. All right. So they, they blasted Thanks through. Asking. They blasted through a ton of ordinances there. A we lot of them. We won't follow through any diversity, any of that garbage. Yeah. We're going to go with someone connected. A lot of the ordinances uh, put on consent agenda. Uh, we'll go ahead and get this one started and revisit this with a kind of round robin of conversation from Alderman. After 95 of the 1988 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances, as amended pertaining to the Springfield Clean Indoor Air Ordinance of 2006. Moved for consent. Second. Okay. You know, indoor clean air ordinance. What is that? 
indoor clean air ordinances. That's what people. Do. That's how we don't allow smoking in right. bars and stuff anymore because. Uh, when they smoked, it, the air wasn't clean. You were breathing right. nicotine and stuff all the time. Well, they're going to expand it to include vapes. Oh, getting rid of vapes. Huh? So you can't do the vapes. Um, we'll get to uh, some of the rationale behind this and every alderman that was there. By the way, McMiniman was not there last night. I wondered why it was going um, so smoothly. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get uh, everybody's take on this, and they all jump on as co-sponsors. Stay tuned. It's coming up with oh. the Council Roundup. Well, I can't wait for that. It'll be interesting. All right, we'll get to that next. Covers has pretzel bites dipped in Wisconsin cheddar cheese sauce. Need I say more? For a limited time, it's Covers Western Wabash. Sunny with a high of 80 today. Clear. <laughs> all right, back at it. We heard the uh, ordinance laid out there. Yes. The clean air. Blah, blah, blah. After 95 of the 1988 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances, as amended pertaining to the Springfield Clean Indoor Air Ordinance of 2006. Moved for consent. Second. All right. So it's been put on consent agenda. Here's Alderman Donnelly, uh, Donnellan with why he wants this ordinance. I was approached by, I've been approached by several residents throughout the City of Springfield as well as some businesses about uh, the ongoing problem of vaping or utilizing electronic cigarettes in the community uh, as a public health concern. Uh, it's no secret that anybody that's ever been around someone using an electronic cigarette, that when uh, someone's using that, that there is, uh, you can smell the... Cereal. You can smell cereal. You can smell really? cotton candy. Uh, you can smell pineapple. Uh, you can smell coffee. I'm not around a lot of vapors, um, so... Well, you can always... If I'm walking down the street or something, you oh. can always tell somebody's vaping because there is just a very rich smell of, like, cotton well, candy Well, you can or always something. tell someone's vaping because they don't shut up about it. They're constantly talking about vaping. <laughs> Looks like their face is on fire yeah, with the smoke pouring tell. out of it. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> gotta love the vapes. Vapor or aerosol and uh, uh, are essentially getting exposed through secondhand. Uh, All right. Yeah, so he's concerned about that. Uh, more from... A secondhand vape buzz. More from the alderman. Choosing to utilize electronic cigarettes is one thing, but it's those individuals that are out in public or in workplaces that don't have the choice because someone next to them is utilizing an electronic cigarette that I'm concerned about. Yeah. And he continues. So this is meant to piggyback on existing smoke-free or, or smoke-free ordinance, um, and uh, this would apply within this obviously the municipal boundaries of the city of Springfield. There have been efforts to to do something statewide. There's been uh, actually recommendations from health groups and even I believe the Surgeon General in the past has recommended that states take a look at uh, amending their. Uh, smoke-free laws to include electronic cigarettes, and, and this is meant to uh, uh, basically be for Springfield to be proactive uh, and help uh, the health of our community. There you go. So the plan is to make it so that they have to be like the smokers. Right. You got to go outside and take a puff off the vape. Got to stay at least 15 feet away. It also uh, gives some authority to Springfield police to enforce this. Can't, well, well, so people won't, because you can vape in restaurants now, can you? I don't, I don't. I mean, a, a restaurant can tell you to get out. I never get a, I ne don't go, I don't have any money. I never go to restaurants. Uh, so they can tell you to leave if you're vaping? Yeah, and I'd imagine you see this happening at bars too. Uh, here's Alderwoman DeCenso. Will this apply to pot, 
starting January 1st? Yeah, there is a, there is a language in this uh, proposed ordinance that does indeed say cannabis. Uh, I believe, and Corporation Council, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the laws that were passed and will, that will become effective in January will not permit smoking of cannabis, uh, well, uh, smoking of cannabis in public places, but this just clarifies that if this is, were, were to be enacted. Yeah. Uh, Alderwoman Turner. As with most public health epidemics, this one significantly and adversely impacts minority youth and the minority community. So anything that we can do to wrap our arms around it, I think is is absolutely appropriate. Um, so minorities vape more more than the. I don't know. Um, I don't know the stats. I'm a minority. I've never had the desire to vape. Uh, I can't. Every time I try to draw off of vape. I don't know what the deal is, but try to draw. Oh, you what, pop vapes or no? Just you know, like a typical, like a, even the small little e-cigarettes uh -huh. or those crazy huge boxes that people have. <laughs> you know, it, I I can't do it. It it it's I can't understand how people are doing this because it's like it it just makes me die coughing. Like yeah, one I've one never, drag off I've, it. I've never. And listen, I've been I've been smoking cigarettes, you know, since I was nine. It's a horrible, filthy it's habit. A horrible. It's a horrible, filthy habit. Yeah. Uh, but vaping is just I can tell just myself. It's not a healthier alternative. I'm not, this is my opinion out there. I'm I'm no scientist. I don't do these studies, but just in firsthand experience, it's like that's way too severe. It's way too harsh. Uh, there's something different going on with that uh, vape stuff. So here's uh, uh, Alderwoman Connolly. A current employee of the uh, health department, um, I think we're going to see more articles about with concerns about vaping. And, and I, I appreciate your initiative in, in bringing this forward. And um, one thing I want to point out, of people haven't looked at, that we're changing enforcement authority from local health department to actually the police department with this. Right. And um, I, I think that gives a certain level of respect to the, the seriousness of, of, of this kind of an issue. So thank you. I gotta tell you, I feel, I, here's what I feel sorry for. The people who started as an ulterior, as a, as a healthier alternative right. to smoking cigarettes, right. using vapes, and, and it turns out mm. they're not as, yeah. it's not as healthy yeah. as they were told. So I do feel sorry yeah. for those people who, you know, have, are now addicted to the vape. Yeah, Alderwoman Turner. And also to add some type of, of educational piece, because I think that uh, that's really the way that most youth learn about things and, and get their uh, information is through social media. So I think that we have a, um, a real opportunity. Then you've got uh, Alderman Fulgenzi wanting to be a co-sponsor as well. Right. I think we ought to reach out to the Sangamon County Health Department and to the county board to see if they would... Uh, adopt some kind of an ordinance in favor of this in uh, the Sangamon County Health Department to see if they would have some no smoking, no vaping signs available for all the people in, in the county. And then one more wanted to sound off on this and uh, add themselves as a co-sponsor. We, we always get on our, uh, our young men at, on the team about vaping, so that's very important. Great. Alderman Gregory. Now we're going to pause for two minutes as if Joe McMenon was actually there to make room for his comments. Okay. <laughs> Just joke. Um, coming back, another issue that deals with smoke. Hmm. 
All right, we will pick it up uh, right after the news on the Ray Lotto Morning Show. News time, 731. Culver's has pretzel bites dipped in Wisconsin cheddar cheese sauce. Need I say more for a limited time? The Culver's West on Wabash. Here's Greg Bishop with the news. With new Apple Airport Studios, it's Ray Lytle. So they just got done putting the banning of vaping and vape policy public places. They just put that on the consent agenda, so it's likely to let's call it the vapinator sweep right on through there. Uh, but now it's time for unfinished business and uh, Alderwoman Connolly. She seems to always do something whenever they talk about smoking or drug use or <laughs> she's got a. She doesn't light up or anything. Does no, Council, no. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've sure. talked about having a draft ordinance prepared soon for recreational It'll marijuana. Be tomorrow. Okay, wonderful. Um, I just want to let everyone know that my hope is is that we can get this on our agenda for first reading as soon as possible, so that we we can begin a very active and engaged conversation with all of our residents. Um, I don't know why I always manage to follow this up after someone's done something with drugs or smoking, but um, I, I do think it's appropriate. We're, we're talking about these these products. We're talking about this kind of behavior. Um, I, I have gotten some concerns from residents about, um, you know, current people who are smoking marijuana in duplexes and the, you know, intrusions of smells into into their living quarters. And, and these are things that we're probably going to be looking at. Hmm. So expect that conversation in the city of Springfield soon. Now, one thing to consider it's not just the zoning of where people will be able to sell recreational cannabis. All right. It's also the tax rates. If you recall yesterday, we had a story about um, some state lawmakers and even those in the industry right now uh, urging municipalities to be cautious of the tax rate. They don't want to make them too high. They don't want to make taxes too high because then it would keep people in the illicit or black market. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, I think the, the tax rates could be as high as 43%. Mm. That's that's a high tax. When you buy the pot? When you buy the pot. So that's the tax on the grower. That's the tax on the sales tax side for the state. Mm. That's uh, And that depends on if it's a flour, if it's a uh, oil, or if it's um, an edible. Oh, there's so many different choices. The, what different, yeah. the different potencies of these products. Uh, so there are different tax rates for different potencies. But the law gives municipalities the ability to tack on an extra 3% local sales tax. That's where they're saying you guys need to be a little cautious about this. And there was even, um, you know, yesterday we had the story with uh, Chris Stone and others essentially saying, listen, don't go all the way to that 3% quite yet. Wait until the market matures. That way. Yeah, let's see what it's let's see what it's going to do. There hasn't been any it hasn't been legalized yet. So we don't know what people are going to but. Alderwoman Connolly uh, looking at utilizing that full 3% and uh, parsing some of that out for other issues. And I am still asking that we include in this ordinance the maximum 3% local tax and that we dedicate, at least as a starting point for a conversation, 2% of that 3% tax to our police and fire pension funds. All right. So use the uh, tax revenue for um, police and fire public safety pension funds. Thank you, Ms. Uh, Alderman McManaman Jr., uh, here is, uh, <laughs> you'll you like this. Here's Alderwoman Turner. I realize that police and fire pension is, is very important. Um, it's probably the biggest drain 
Alderman McMillan is not here, so I'll say it for him. Yeah. Biggest strain <laughs> on our budget. <laughs> um, however, it, c it cannot be lost on um, this, the, not only the city of Springfield, but any municipality that puts together ordinance regarding um, recreational marijuana that the, this, the biggest piece of that legislation was meant to be a criminal justice bill. Yeah, they had um, a bunch of uh, cases being, um, um, what do you call it, uh, expunged? Adjudicated. Adjudicated cases being expunged. Um, and, and again, it, it also, I mean, the state's going to split a ton of money up uh, to go to disadvantaged areas, people that were disproportionately impacted yeah. by the war on drugs. Uh, there's going to be a, a substantial amount of money going to um, nonprofit groups in these various areas. Uh, police are going to get a ton of money from this, from the state. So even if Springfield doesn't allow for the sales. And by the way, they'll also get money from the savings of not locking people yeah, yeah. up for having minuscule amounts of pot. And I'm not too sure on how much savings there will be from that. Because a lot of times, Ray, people are picked up. You know, not just for pot. They have a weapon or they were, you know, uh, also had crack cocaine or uh, they also had, um, you know, a, a battery or something like that. That ain't my crack cocaine. Um, so Alderman Turner, though, continues talking about the importance of, uh, you know, being judicious in Corporation this. Corporation Council, when you draft that ordinance, I would like to do something similar to what I did with the video gaming. I would like to incorporate that um, one and a half percent of that three percent be dedicated to uh, uh, economic development within the minority communities, specifically the east side of Springfield. And again, the state's going to be distributing a bunch of state dollars for that, regardless if Springfield uh, tax on a three percent tax. So it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. All I know is I'm a minority. How do I get some of that? Looking forward to reading that ordinance and hearing them discuss that. Um, from one vice to another. Yeah. Alderman Hanauer laying out how he's uh, getting an ordinance drafted for another vice. Working with the corporate counsel on uh, on the gaming um, ordinance, which will bring in the six machine and... and uh, you say and sex whatnot, machine? so six. hope to have it by September. I know what he said. Are they limited to five now? Is right that... now it's five. The governor signed a bill that expands that to six. Yeah, we got to move it to six because I'll tell you, I went to uh, uh, South Six Street Road. I went into, I was in Jesse's Gaming. Mm -hmm. They were all filled. Mm -hmm. I need a six machine, so I got something to play. So mm -hmm. I'm just. Well, that that one will be filled too <laughs> when you get there. I'm just saying, let's let's get that six going really quick. Moving on to other unfinished or new business, uh, we've got an update on a, uh, a wonderful event that brings the county and the city together. Here's uh, Budget Director Bill McCarty. Just for those of you who have been wondering and waiting, Alderman Turner and others, we do have a date for the city-county softball game now. Oh. Uh -oh. We're told otherwise wow. before the no September 22nd. When? September oh. 22nd. Put it on calendar. Uh, time and date, or time and uh, place to be determined, probably Lincoln Park, but we're looking at a couple of other options. Oh, that's a white block. We'll be in the afternoon, just not exactly well, sure softball. the start time. If you go play softball, we're going to be meeting be with some field. representatives from the county here in the next week that's or so to try and no. nail all that down. No, so they, they ask get me yourselves to... out to the batting cages and... 
Let him finish, Ray. Let him finish, all right? Jeez, so let's just let him finish. We won't have someone there to give us a hard time and make fun of us. I've already talked to Ray, Lytle, and Sean, and uh, oh, they will uh, be happy Thank to you. Uh, commentate anywhere. So uh, hopefully we'll have them there, and the only thing that will really be different is the place where we do it. So. Yeah. Just, listen, my, here's my only complaint. I said, make sure Don Gray's there to cook me some chicken. Because that was fantastic last year. That was I thought last year's was great. I just wish the sound system would have worked better. But I thought the chicken was fantastic. So no matter where we have it, have him cook some chicken and we're all right. We're good to go. Love that chicken from I Don Gray. I love, I love, I love when my name gets mentioned at the council meeting. That's a highlight of my day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Budget Director McCarty, for inflating an already inflated Thank ego. Thank you, my friend. All right. Um... They had a visit from um, a distinguished guest oh. from another government. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerome Village President Mike Lopez. You want to talk about annexation? Yes. <laughs> good evening, and thank you, Alderman Redpath, for recognizing me. It's and the mayor, Langfelder, Mike Lopez, the Village of Jerome President, not a member, not a citizen of Springfield, but. Discussion the last few weeks, you never know. Anyway, what I'm asking for you tonight is just an idea I'm floating. Um, the city of Springfield has a lot of more bang for the buck and staff than we have in Jerome. And we're desperately looking for some type of capital funding through the governor's bill for the wall, uh, for the Isles Avenue that runs from MacArthur Boulevard to the west to Chatham. Mm, all right. So we're looking for some uh, assistance in that. Um, mm. And, and essentially, they're looking for, like, a letter uh, of support as they try to get, um, uh, like, $4 million from the state uh, to help fund some infrastructure improvements. Um, more. Also, I want to also notify you the Village of Jerome has voted of a support last month, unanimous vote by the uh, council to uh, support the development of cannabis in Jerome. It's an ongoing discussion. Uh, we'll, we'll probably rely on what you folks pass to have our attorneys look at and see how that goes. But we do have to look at revenue sources since we left lost the shop and save. Hmm. Well, that annexation idea at the very beginning, I was I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's how they, that's where they should have gone. Mm-hmm. All right, just a couple more things here. Um, Citizen addressed the uh, the committee last night. And when I started listening to this, I, I was instantly a little alarmed at the direction it was going to go. Because anytime somebody starts a uh, an address to the city council like this, eh, you're not really sure where it's going. I'm going to do a little something unusual right now. One. Oh. oh, boy. Can you come join me, please? Getting into something a little unusual right well, now. What's going on here? Right, here she is. My name is Courtney Jane. Um... I suffer from a multitude of mental illnesses. And I'm sorry, right now I'm having a panic attack. It's rough. Um, Poor thing. What she was there to do is very commendable, and that's to address the issue of service animals. All right. She said that she wants to get some kind of community education program put together to notify the public and businesses about the rights of people with service animals, uh, especially when it comes to the Americans with Disabilities Act. She says she's gone into a business before where they demanded to see the animal's identification. Oh, uh, she's not required to carry that around, but she had one. Uh, she's also not required to keep a vest on the animal, which a lot of times you see these animals that have vests to kind of signify yeah. that it's a service animal. 
she says that's not required by ADA. Uh, so she laid out there how important it was for the community to understand this. It's not just the businesses. It's also the, the general public. Because, you know, you see a dog, you want to go up and pet it, right? Yeah. That's not necessarily the best way to do it. So she was there um, definitely out of her element, took a lot of bravery to get up there yeah. and talk to the aldermen. And aldermen were all about it. They said, you know, they'll work with her, uh, Juan Huerta from the uh, the city's communications uh, community uh, group. He was there to help facilitate this. Uh, and they're actually going to be hosting a, a meeting at the uh, public library about this issue. So very good. Uh, and, again, it takes a lot of courage to get out of your elements and to yeah. speak in that yeah, type of venue. Sounded, so She sounded, you know. She sounded a little rattled yeah. at first, but as she was talking, and, and you could tell the passion um, uh, about this her. issue for her. So uh, that's your council roundup from last night's uh, Committee of the Whole meeting. It was uh, a short one, but, uh, you know. They, it seemed to be an effective one. Yeah, I think they got it done. Good Way job. to go, uh, Alderman Redpath. Yeah, and, and look who wasn't there. Being the, uh, the steady captain of the how ship. About, how about they annex yep. Jerome? Yep. Give Mike Lopez a spot on the council. Yep. Get, get rid of, I don't know who Ward 7 Alderman is, but maybe get rid of them. Tax and, the snot out of pot. And put Lopez in Ward, then they can fix everything. Yep. I just, I don't know, I don't know who, I, I, I'm forgetting who Ward 7 Alderman is, but maybe replace him. Just throwing it out there. All right, thank you so much for listening to today's Council Roundup on the Ray Lotto Morning Show. First, best.